It's the Daily Talk Show, everyone. Brought to you by Fresh... No, no. I'm just drinking a freshly ground coffee from 7-Eleven. Hashtag cup rescue. What, is it, what does it say on it's the It's probably because they're selling so many fucking cups of coffee that they're now having to do their bit in actually not contributing to landfills. No, I say? think this is... It's something to do with... Over 1 billion cups end up in landfill this year because they are not recycled. That's why 7-Eleven is partnering with Simply Cups to establish cup recycling in Australia. So it is. It's funny, I didn't even read that. I saw like a few headlines while I was getting the coffee. Yep. The ch- coffee cups have changed green. It's episode 58, by the way. And uh, we don't have a sponsor yet. No, it's definitely not 7-Eleven. But fuck, man, I, there is a lot of wastage when it comes to coffee cups. Yeah. Yeah, there is. Um, Plastic bags are being... Fuck, I was literally walking. Um, uh, I just had a vision that you got a plastic bag slapped in your face from the wind. No, no, I was I was walking uh, today and I had a, a plastic bags and um, uh, a coffee cup. That, and I just felt like a bit of a scum. But I'll, I'll give you a little bit of an insight. Don't know if this... Um, Oh, it's it's like it's not personal. No, it's not personal. I had someone. Um, I, I posted a, a picture of me, uh, with a coffee cup, a, a one that you just dump in the yeah, bin. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And um, the person uh, wrote like Instagram DM'd me and said, "Stop killing the planet, mate." Oh fuck! And do you know what the thing was? I didn't respond. Not only that, but it's you know how uh, you accumulate friends that all of a sudden they don't say that they've got anything like that they've got any issue with you. Yeah. It's like, mate, I'm noticing that the only time you fucking reach out is to have a go. So it's like, fuck this guy. Like I've never seen projecting as as hard as that. Block and and delete. No, not block and delete. Like be nice to his face. Like I've got no fucking problem with him. But I was just like, oh, you know what? This probably like me posting a nice photo of me having coffee with my girlfriend on the weekend. Like I don't sort of need that negativity. Yeah, I yeah. understand. I understand the rationale behind it, but I think if you'd if someone had said it, who if you said it, I'd know that you're probably being a tongue in cheek. Yeah. But um, no, there is that thing where it's like I think people reveal how they're feeling about mm. someone. By sometimes the way, and that I feel like is a, a common a common thread. I had a I think a person delete me. Yeah, posted a photo. I was at the Bondi Markets mm-hmm. up in Sydney. Awesome Saturday mornings. They've got like the food and fresh produce. It's fucking awesome. Very hipster, and you get a little coffee and sit down on the grass and then walk around. So I walked around, took a photo of a beehive. Yeah. This company was selling beautiful honey. Yeah, lovely honey. Took a photo because I thought, fuck, this is cool. This kind of looks, this is funky. You post it on Instagram. That's disgusting. Keeping bees in cage like that. She's a vegan and very feisty. Yeah, go fuck yourself. I think yourself. she deleted me. She's dating one of the um, Australia's best cricketers. Oh, really? Actually, she's married to him now. But I don't think she, she but her tone was like, I, and totally ended it there. Yeah. With me on Instagram. But I just think it's also... Being empathetic, like I think that there's there's empathy to the world and there's empathy to people as well. Yeah. And I just think that that specific one actually had more to do with a me sort of framing that and being like, ah, oh, it's it's just um, picking the moments that you're communicating. Mm. I was just like, 
oh, bro, I don't need, like, I just don't, like, if, if yeah. you see something, it takes a lot to get me to write something like that. It's I didn't write back to that girl. Yeah. Like you didn't to this yeah. person. But it, I, I don't think there's much, there's not much I can say. It's like, well, you're kind of right. They're little bees yeah. in a cage. That's what I was going to say. I was like, oh, yeah, I probably should not use a, a cup that's, you know, that's not fucking reusable. Mm. But also, you could stop being a cunt and get out of my instant direct messages. <laughs> they maybe just feel like that's their that's They're their calling. calling. It's their calling. It's like, you know what, mate? Do something else. Like, I don't think yeah. like... So, but anyway... Maybe it worked because when I was <laughs> when I was walking from the shops this morning, I um I had a plastic bag and <laughs> yeah uh, a coffee cup. But then the classic pushback of me, I'm like, uh, I don't want to get another fucking keep cup because fuck this guy. I don't want like <laughs> it's it's <laughs> it's that thing of like I'm definitely you know what like if I was gonna get a keep cup if I was gonna go fucking you know I'm doing it two weeks later because. This this guy, but then I seriously, um, he really got you. No, Two weeks later, you're still thinking it. about no, his yeah, damn. No, he didn't. He didn't get to me. But I just thought of the hypocrisy. I was I was thinking. I was like, oh mate, how, you you drive a car, you do all the like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What annoys me is the hypocrisy in this sort of thing. So people are like ah ah, it's the cups, it's the cups, it's killing. Like, go fuck yourself. Yeah. The the reality is that it's probably like. You driving a petrol like oh, there's so many variables to yeah. why the Earth is fucked. He he eats meat, so the, like it's like mm. um, the water consumption, yeah, it, all yeah, of that yeah, shit. Not yeah. to not to play the fucking vegan advocate, um, but yeah, I I just felt that in that moment, that's why I didn't it wasn't a per, I didn't take it personally, but it was like a very obvious thing where it's just like ah oh. and i think that you'd probably get it from your personality type too which is i think is when you get to a um certain level of public content creation mm. or when you're just sort of out there i think that people are way more willing to do impersonal things where they're not actually thinking about you and they're thinking yeah, about yeah. all the other stuff. I, I'm the guy that's just pulling bikes from the river. Remember that? Yeah. O-bike specialist. I had people messaging me going, mate, what you're doing with the environment is so great. And like, I like, didn't go into it thinking at all about the environment. Yeah. I thought it was fun and funny. Yeah. And, and then and now you're uh, I'm now spearheading the environment, movement, Josh. <laughs> environmental warrior. But just on that thing, just um, closing, closing the, loop. the loop, the bags, they've, I think today... In the stra- in Melbourne, at least Coles and Woolies, uh, it's if if it's just for one bag, they don't give it to you. If you've got multiple bags that you need to fill, they'll give them to you. So it's like they're just trying to that one use bag. Fuck off! You don't need to take your chocolate bar home in yeah. a fucking plastic bag. Well, I think it's good. Yeah. Well, what I, what I was thinking about too is it's like the cafes, right? Like I know that. I was being criticised by having a fucking coffee cup. Mm. Go fuck yourself again. But the <laughs> the cafe, I don't care that much if I'm enjoying playing this. Uh, we'll visit his home area. later. Yeah, exactly. We'll fucking, we'll cup him. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do the classic cup. Um, no, but uh, I think cafes, like why do we, uh, you know, all, all these cafes, it seems like they have a responsibility too to be providing um, other solutions, maybe. Maybe I'm just completely. Uh, no, no, you can uh, easily. It's it. like, what battle do you want to start? Because there's multiple areas to well, attack. I just think that it's it's that thing of it's that 
it's like um yeah i don't know it, it's it's everything porn if you think there's an issue there yeah look at the camera dudes filming that fucking how about camera people it's your fault yeah you're pressing record on the porn yeah exactly. i i like the the analogy there yeah the yeah. um i wanted to i <laughs> saw the analogy is one of your yeah, favorites it's, it's this the your book your new book smutty <laughs> analogies smutty metaphors well, by tommy yeah yesterday was my orgy metaphor <laughs> yeah it was they're very very smutty don't know what's going on um <laughs> i saw this article yeah. which is something that I would do. And it's almost like doing stuff out of spite, right? So mm. an example would be um, me buying a bunch more coffee cups and taking a fucking Instagram <laughs> photo of just like a photo of my, the coffee cups in a bin. <laughs> no, on your, on your desk. Yeah. Damn, my desk is getting so cluttered. There's seven <laughs> yeah, exactly. takeaway coffee cups. Um, couldn't fit them all in the bin. Um, just to be clear, I like care about the environment yeah. and I'm making steps, but just anyway. Don't so, worry, you're friends with the O-Bike guy, it's fine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're doing your part, uh, the part for both of us. Anyway, the um, saw this article, girl doing something out of spite. I thought it was quite funny and yeah. something that I would 100% do. Yeah. Um, so, I don't want to read the headline because... Actually, no, I read the headline. A teenager, fat shamed at a bakery, spent $73 buying every cupcake in the store <laughs> despite the woman who taunted her. Vega uh, Blossom was waiting in line at her favorite bakery in Indiana on Saturday when she overheard a woman in her 40s standing behind her say, let's hope the fat bitch doesn't buy all the cupcakes. <laughs> <laughs> It's not that's funny. The, the, the 19 action. year old had originally planned on buying only six cupcakes, but then decided to purchase the shop's entire stock of 20. That is so for, good. For $73 to teach the rude onlooker a lesson. That is the best. She's awesome. It's a good way to handle it because it makes, like, it's, it's not aggressive, yeah. but she would definitely feel like she got a victory. She might be larger than. Yeah, you know she she could be, but fuck, that's I awesome. enjoyed. Have, do, what a legend! Can you think of anything that you've done out of spite like that? Fuck, it's only taking car spots or something like that. But I don't know. That's pretty. Like you can't fucking top that. Yeah, that's because it's so personal. Like an attack at your weight. Yeah, for her, she would mm-hmm. feel so, like fuck, and she's there to buy cupcakes, so she's probably feeling like. Uh, I, I probably shouldn't be like at your heaviest. Yeah. Did you think about like, yeah, that no, kind of stuff thinking, when uh, you're in a shop or? Uh, nah, I think that you'd probably. It depends at what stage you are. I think you're in a stage of acceptance or just yeah. willingness of like this is who I am. Okay, okay. And you almost have joy in that. So, oh, like yeah, I'm gonna get a thick shape. Like when you, if you're, if you're not being sort of um connected to this as an issue then you don't necessarily think about it um but uh, like i know a bunch of people who are overweight who you'll fucking hang out with them they'll eat fuck all and the thing is it's like what's the thing like what you put on your lips goes on your hips so it's like all the shit that you eat outside outside yeah Yeah, i know someone that's just literally only eats i have i hardly ever seen them eat maybe once a salad and always rejecting food Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I think have you got something you sp- in spite you've done though? I think it's a very it's a you thing. Yeah, which uh, I very much appreciate the stories that come from it. No, I just remember um, it was actually yesterday. I was thinking about it. I remember uh, uh, I knew uh, I had some 
friends that uh, that I went to school with, and um, they had a band, and for whatever reason they were like I sort of disconnected from them, mm. and then I decided to Google like this would have been you know ten years ago nearly. I decided to uh, search their domain name for their band, the dot com, and it was available. <laughs> So I bought it, but the weird thing about it was, I don't know why I did this, but I forwarded it to joshjansen.com. Anyway, I forgot about it. And like eight months later, I get an email from their manager being like, hi, Josh, I believe you know the band members and you have the domain name. So like the forward one. means that if they go to whatever the band name yeah. was, it will take it them to Josh joshjansen.com. So I was like, what the fuck did I do that anyway? So I sent them an email. I'm like, sorry, I just like, I made up this bullshit story where I said that I um, I just automate uh, basically common phrases on Facebook mentions and I buy domain names that are available around those common phrases that must have come up. That's a business model. Yeah. I said, happy to give it to you though. <laughs> so I went from being like, and um, do it in spite to that. Yeah. When when was that? Oh, that was yeah. That would have been like oh oh nine oh eight. It was a while ago. And the thing is, it's um, life is this weird thing because even these are, even the relationships that we have with people. Example: old cafe. Well, cafe that um, I've been going to for the last probably three or four months. Uh, two almond flat whites for Bree and I costs. 12 bucks mm. for the, for the two of them 6 bucks each and uh you're doing well yeah there's a there's a place down the road same almond milk really delicious 9 dollars for the two coffees same ones probably a bit bigger so i've started going to them now the problem that i'm facing is Uh-oh. this is a fucking classic uh radio gear you know it happens with hairdressers pts you're always oh, the breakup yeah. however what i'm trying to work out is it's like you have this moment where you can choose to still be friendly with the other cafe or be a fucking weird unit. Mm. And what I noticed is today I just like I saw the, the girl from the old cafe like through the window. I just sort of walked past quickly where it's like really what I should do is I should like smile and say hey and just keep walking. Yeah. But then the internal voice in my head is like, oh, then she's like, look at that fucking smug piece of shit. Just like, I think they're too busy. From yeah. working in cafes, there were, I worked on one that was like a corner and, and then on the opposite corner, there was a, like a bakery cafe that did really well. And I'm just trying to think about if I was to see someone over there. I think you actually, if you become friends with people, because I became friends with dudes that came into the coffee shop, mm-hmm. one being um, Andrew O'Keefe. Yeah. Deal or no deal. Yeah. The very hand gestury. I yeah. I'd um I'd interviewed him on radio and I'd bumped into him around so we became friends. Mm-hmm. But like I would think if I saw him over there, I'd be like, Fuck. Yeah. I want to talk to him. So it's like a friendship. So there is some of those and Might so- as well be friends with the person who buys Coke from the same dealer. <laughs> <laughs> deal or no deal. <laughs> Fucking no deal on us. Anyway, I think they uh, we talked about it yesterday. No one cares as much as you do. Yeah. And so, unless you've actually got some really close friendship and you're severing it mm-hmm. by not going there, it probably doesn't mean much. I did a thing where I wanted to break up with my gym in Shepparton. Yeah. Never ended up Small happening. town. 
and I talked about it on the radio. Yeah. So I was like, I'm having a look at a few others. And I got into the gym and there was a poster up on the wall and it was song lyrics and they'd changed my name. Um, Tommy, please don't go. <laughs> Tommy, please don't go. Mm. It was this song. It was fucking hilarious. And, um, and, and so that, I think a gym is quite, you know, I become friends with a lot of those people. Mm. I was a part of the furniture by the end of it. And so I understand that. I think, it, but still, I left. It's yeah. like yesterday we talked about, you think you're fucking People this big shot at a, a job and yeah. you, they won't fucking replace me. Yeah. You're gone. Yeah. A new member walks in. Oh, fuck, he's nice. Yeah, exactly. He's a better dude than that Tommy guy. Yeah. And he's, uh, uh, or they yeah. don't even think about you. Yeah. Well, but he's, it, yeah. Fuck, I love that story of that girl. Cupcakes. Yeah. And she would have gone home and smashed 20 of them. Yeah. It's just like, you know what, out of spite, just <laughs> fucking eat them all, shit her pants. Have a good day. <laughs> Um, the a friend of mine um, broke some news this morning uh, to me. Can I guess? Yeah, you'll you'll guess straight away. Pregnant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, it was um, uh, the interesting thing was she, she'd been trying to catch up with me in person to tell me, and um, and we didn't get around to it. And so she was. I had called her and she told me, and um, it was it got me thinking about breaking news to people mm. uh, and you know you've got Bodhi how was the what was the process like what is the social etiquette mm. the hierarchy do you do you have to say okay yeah. we need to tell fucking my family or Amy's family do we need to fucking do it in person yeah just without answering those specific questions we had a very clear Understanding that there's a difference between announcing it on social media and announcing it to people you actually fucking love and talk to yeah. a lot more. And so we did that. That was first. Mm-hmm. Telling people we know first yeah. was priority to their face. And if we couldn't, it was on the phone. But it's getting to them first because what you don't want with like a pregnancy announcement is going on Facebook and your fucking best mate going, hang on, cunt. Yeah. What the fuck? So how long do you have to get... So it probably took you, what, like four weeks of fucking telling everyone? We told before. people at six six weeks yeah. of being pregnant, which like is I totally... May, I would have known. I think you, think you told me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's probably way too early, but we couldn't keep a fucking secret. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I do remember. And so, yeah, you definitely knew that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, and then we, then we... I've actually got a video of Amy and I going... Um, yeah, so now we're about to uh, do the announcement to our social media followers. Did you miss anyone? Did you miss anyone that who popped up on social where you're like, actually, probably should have fucking told them? And nah, I think I think we're pretty thorough. And it was oh, so we f- knew by our wedding, mm-hmm. and so there were so many family and friends. Oh my god, I haven't told you the story. Amy's auntie. No. So Amy's auntie was flying down, she lives in Sydney, to Melbourne for our wedding. Mm -hmm. She's sitting in row A and she hears these people in row B talking. A couple of guys. Turned out it was the other side of the family. So it was Amy's uncle's kids. Yeah. So this is, you know, Amy's auntie's in the front. That's from her dad's side. Amy's mum's... Son, mum's brother's kid, yeah, so yeah. the other, so cousins. She found out that Amy was having a baby because she overheard on the fucking aeroplane. On the plane? On the plane. So she didn't even, she doesn't know them. And they're sitting behind 
and talking about, yeah, we're going to a wedding. You know, did you know Amy's pregnant? And <laughs> fuck. So Amy's auntie found out by fucking overhearing it on an airplane. Was she pissed or was she okay? We don't know. Yeah. How did she tell you? She told us that she thought it was a good story. So yeah. she saw the word. She saw, saw oh, that's the good. benefit of the story. She's like, would you believe this? I overheard Sean and the guys talking about they were coming to this wedding and then I worked out, oh, we're going to Amy's wedding and Fuck. then dropped the fucking, she's pregnant. Have you ever heard, Have you ever overheard people shit canning you or have you ever oh. found out that someone was shit canning you? Uh, I found out people, yeah, I told Matt Tilly. Yeah. yeah um, told radio guy. She canning you. She canning me to other people. Yeah, and so I didn't confront him though. Just do it on this podcast. Yeah, I've done um, it. As well. well, he was the talent. You know, yeah. you don't want to upset the person making a million dollars a year because yeah. well, they're precious. I uh, uh, I have a friend who used to be big in the magician space in Melbourne. R- would run events and things like that, and he um, basically found out that there was like a WhatsApp group. Of magicians all being fucking assholes to it. Like just being really? like, just like a have troll. You seen, have you seen Troy's ma- magic? It's bullshit. It's actually not magic. Yeah, exactly. Did you ring it's all- the fucking cat in the hat thing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. No he fucking He puts the cat, cat in there before he gets there, did you? <laughs> but yeah, so um, could you imagine that? He was like, he yeah, discovered this. Um, why has it happened messages? to you though? Because I think about why it happened to me with Matt talking why does it happen? Why do people shit can? Yeah. Oh, like I even, I've been in conversations where I hear people shit canning other people. I've definitely shit canned people in my yeah, life, but uh, I do it less and less now. And I feel like it's, um, uh, I can see when people are trying to test the waters of shit cannery. Mm-hmm. So they're like, they'll say something about someone. Putting a few drops of poo in the water. Yeah. Just- oh, like you see uh, blah, blah, social posts. And like sometimes, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, like this just happened the other day. I was like, yeah, it's fucking great, isn't it? Yeah. Like just boom right back at them and then it shuts it down. But um, yeah, it's... Uh, so I why do you think they do it? Why do you think someone like... Why are those other magicians? Yeah. Because what I'm, what I'm getting at here is... I've, I heard it from Craig Harper and it's like a... Actually, no, I might have seen it quite... You'd know it. It's like um, once, you know, you hit... What's the fucking quote? I, I want to get this right because I did it on the day. I I I was I once, made a joke once, about it. Once they're a dickhead, um, <laughs> twice they're a dickhead. The third time you're the dickhead or something like that. Yeah. Do well, you know no, I think one? yeah. No, there's there's another quote though that's like you know first they uh, first they make fun of you and then they laugh at you or something then you win or something like that. But the point the point being that. Um, I actually think that for the most part, it's playing into other people's insecurities. So, for instance, it's the, uh, it's the, it's this guy is a hustler, and people don't like necessarily seeing hustlers, or they see things in them, you know, uh, or, or that they don't see in themselves. Jealousy. Yeah, there's. I think threatened. Je- uh, like I have a conversation uh, with a friend who. You know, like I think that as we get older, we get way better at filtering filtering these things. Yeah, and I just realize I'm like actually every single time I speak to this person, everything, you know, it's like oh, um, they'll they'll pick little moment like in the 
like the podcast or whatever. They said, oh, I heard you're doing a podcast and then like insert fucking comment about it. And mm. it's like, oh, it's, it's funny though because I enable it. I um and it, I think it's like the ultimate thing of showing how insecure they are because I've allowed them to do it for so long. I'm like, oh yeah, fucking can't believe people listen, you know. Yeah, and they're, yeah, but yeah. they're actually like believing it and saying it, and there's sort of like this uh, weird dynamic. Mm. But I think it is insecurities come in lots of different forms. Um, I, I feel like I've had moments, and, and it must be ego creeping in, mm. and it's seeing somebody that's doing a similar thing to what I'm doing or in the same space. And that feeling that just fucking creeps in when you see those numbers on their video and you just think, how the fuck (laughs) that bullshit that like you, you shit can, I think I shit can in my own head more than I do to anyone else. Yeah. And I know you do too, because you don't shit can other people to me much. Along with me, when we go hard on something. No, but I think it's probably okay. Yeah. And I don't think there's much wrong with shit canning to your best mate. Yeah. But if you are caught up in it, there's an issue. But well, understanding why. Yeah, for me, it's more in my own head. That's the danger. Because if you actually believe that that feeling that comes up and you start going, why this fucking idiot has had any success and I'm over here, yeah. that's dangerous. I think that where my shit cannery has changed is I think that uh, it may be used to be looking above... I used to find that looking above me at what I haven't gotten to yet, mm. that was definitely a projection. And I think the one, the one that I actually realize is an okay emotion is just this... I just fucking hate this... F- um, like followers or people that are that sort of that are doing the shit cannery like mm. that's the people that I have the least amount of respect for the people who it's just like the cynical eye rollers that aren't doing anything mm. um, or the the keyboard warriors or the people like um, you know I saw there was one comment from a guy and th- this gives you a bit of insight into sort of it was half a me realizing my mistake but also putting it back on him yeah. he didn't like he said I can't understand what you're saying with the, that music um, in the video because I had that video go semi hashtag semi viral yeah yeah and uh, I said to him oh, this I'm, is you, Josh's YouTube channel yeah. video about um, dig- being a digital minimalist yeah doing it's digital minimalism thank you uh I said to him, because he was sort of, his English was poor. Yeah. So I just wrote back, you know, sorry that you struggled to hear it. I completely understand. What I need to consider in the future is that not everyone that's watching my video understands my accent or uses English as their first language. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like, it was me being empathetic, but at the same time, it's like, I had in my head that like this guy, like that, that was the disconnection. The disconnection mm. is that a hundred out of 104 people liked the video. We had four dislikes, a hundred people. Like, so it's a very small audience, but it's funny how people are in their own worlds or mm. get caught up or this dude who's telling me about the cup thing. He thinks he's like an environmental warrior or whatever it is. But um, you hit the nail on the head when you're saying looking ahead. That's when the that's when the danger hits, right? Yeah. I had a comment on a video that I put on LinkedIn, and this guy said, "Tommy, loving this video you posted. I'm doing the same thing you were doing a few years back. Now, keep on rocking." And like fucking, I don't think I'm anywhere. Yeah. In my own head. Yeah. I'm 
because I'm looking ahead. I'm yeah. looking at these successful thousand millions of subscribers making lots of money. And this guy is saying he's where I was two years ago. Yeah. I don't know where that was. Yeah. Well, the thing is that, it, and that's like the ultimate projection, but it's also that uh, that desire to pump yourself up and you fucking see it so much. Mm. It's such an ugly trait. What? Um, the him, like he, he can't give a compliment to someone without having a bit of self-puffery in there. I mean, what he's saying is, maybe I got it wrong. He's Wait, saying, read it again. Um, I'll just read the relevant bit. I'm doing the same thing you were doing a few years back oh, okay, now. Sure. So oh, okay. I thought saying, he was saying that he was doing what you are doing now, but he was oh, doing it two yeah, years back. Yeah. No, I would have fucking told him to fuck off. No, yeah, but okay, my sure. point was in a realisation for me is I'm somewhere where someone may, might, wants to be. Yeah. And... I'm over here going, but I'm fucking looking over there yeah, yeah. 40 steps ahead yeah. going, I'm nowhere. And I'm still like in relative terms, nowhere. But it was a nice thing to look at because it, it ties into what you said about looking forward. This mm. guy's looking forward. Yeah. He's obviously gone, this is a two-year thing. Yeah. I'm two years behind this guy. Yeah, yeah. And then what am I behind the next person yeah, that I'm looking yeah. at? Six years? And 10 it does years? It, it's, and it's, it's a way of, um, it's a bit of self-talk. Mm. Where he's like, okay, I'm not where I want to be, but I reckon it's two years away and then I'll be there. Or it's like, it's people who are like asking what camera you're using, all that sort of thing. It's like, okay. That to, was me five years yeah, ago. Yeah, well, to be, to be able to, okay, to be able to do what this guy's doing, I'm obviously going to need the camera that he's got and all that sort of thing. Yeah, it's, oh, it, I'm constant. I keep, I battle with it constantly. I think that a lot of people, I think in the creative, like having a lot of creative friends, it is a common, like, fucking, I just get the sense when you are hanging out with people, they're asking questions and it's, they all have, like, they're a bit sort of poking, prodding, okay, how do we position it? Similar to what we were talking about yesterday, people like putting you on sort of some sort of hierarchy or Mm. ladder. And so, and that happens within the creative industries as well. It's like, okay, you know, what are you up to? What are you doing? Those types of questions. Uh, that I'm really on that documentary at the moment, the Defiant Ones. Have you watched all of them I've yet? I've watched, finished it last night. Right. Fuck, it's a, the most amazing four hours of documentary just tying multiple stories together mm-hmm. and finishing. Like, if you're into business, if you're into creativity, you will just fucking love it because it's so inspirational. These guys have pioneered this space. And Jimmy Irvine, Jimmy Iveen, fucking don't know how to say his name. I he's keep a boss. He's trying to say Johnny Ive, like nah, the designer. But it's he's not- an absolute boss. And he was talking about having, he, he uses a racehorse analogy. You Love put him. blinkers on a racehorse so mm-hmm. they can't look right and left at what other horses are doing. I thought they were called blinkers. I think they're blinders. Blinders, maybe. maybe. But why do people... So I said blinkers a while ago. And Did you? Like, do you mean blinders? Okay. Is well, it blinkers or Maybe blinders? blinders. Blinkers sounds weird. Blinders probably works. And so their focus is ahead. Yeah. Because when they look to the left and right, that's when they're going to fall over. And, yeah. look, and the metaphor being humans looking at what other people are doing. Hence this guy two years ahead, me yeah. going, that guy's got 10 million subs, I want that. It's a fucking distraction. He says, if you believe, don't listen to fucking other people, yeah. just run. Look straight ahead and go hard. I think for, with me in that um, advice, I look at it and go, I need to be sure on myself though to be going straight ahead. Because 
rather than like we're always sort of chugging along, walking Mm -hmm. and looking left and right. But it comes to a time where you know your value and you're like, fuck yeah, let's power. And that takes time to get there. And you, you, I don't think um, an extension of that too is that whole sort of Austin Cleon talks about it in Steel Like an Artist is you need to borrow from other people, but don't just look within your industry. If you want to be a vlogger, don't look at other vloggers. Mm. Look at like, and that's I guess what Casey Neistat talks about. Where's his inspiration from? It's Wes Anderson. It's, mm. you Spike. know, yeah, it's all these uh you know, directors or, you know, other artists. And mm. I think that's a really important piece, which is like, don't just look, if you're trying to build an amazing website for your company, don't yeah. look at your competitors. Look three steps in a different industry and the pioneers there and bring it to your industry. Yeah. I think that's a lot more powerful. There, um, something I've heard quite a bit is, Oh, look, we just don't want to do what everyone else is doing. We want to do something different. And a lot of those people that bring that advice and that I've been in conversations with don't have the answers. Yeah, It's very simple to say, let's not do what everyone else, that's just what everyone else does. That yeah. structure of a video, talking head, B-roll, like, no, let's do, it's it's the easy way out because the hard bit is actually working out what the fuck that is. Yeah, I, I had a, a conversation with a client, a potential client yesterday, phone call, and um, had a, asked them a bunch of questions and then sort of asked them what stage they're at. They said, um, we are at the stage of just getting a bunch of quotes. You want to sort of see the low level, the high level and then see where it's at. I said to them, uh, if you're doing motion graphics, contact this company. I think they're really good. Mm. Um, but if it's not, if you're not doing short form doco as your main thing, uh, I'm not the best uh, business for you for this one but I said if you have any questions in regards to if you're working with a company or whatever and you just have you want to uh, get an independent thought on something so if you've got a question around um, how something's being done always happy to have a chat um, and it was so interesting they, I don't think they knew how to handle it Yeah. but um, this guy doesn't want my business yeah and the, the other thing too which I'm starting to synthesize what sort of questions we need to ask clients and I think that the one that I'm going to be starting asking up the very front is what is it about the work that Full Sack Films does that you like mm. because talking about yesterday and the commoditization of what we do I don't want to be doing any work based on price. If mm. if if it's based on price, there's going to be someone who's cheaper than me. Always, but and because I know your prices. <laughs> no, but no. If, if people if people say uh, from a motion graphic, if if someone wants a motion graphics video and they're coming to me, they either have not looked at the work that I do on my website. Mm. I am not articulating what I'm doing, or thirdly, they love our ethos, what we're about, what sort mm. of story, how we do storytelling and they want to see how we can inject that into this type of medium. Yeah. But um, it's... Yeah, where did you find me? If they've just come through a Google search, yeah, there's a chance that they're just fucking trying to um, get a bunch of quotes. Yeah. But that question opens but, it up a lot, I think. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, what do you like about our work or which one sticks out? Yeah. What's it... And because it's, it's the equivalent of... I use the architect analogy a lot. Right, which is just like I another can imagine. Yeah, <laughs> no, but it's that thing of like, um, yeah. If you see a big fucking, you know, a Eureka Tower or something mm. like that, right? And you, you don't go to them 
and say, can you build us a cottage out in the country, right? Because there's a disconnect between what they've designed. It will and what- look at the cottage, it will look like a skyscraper. Exactly. <laughs> but that's the thing, that, right? So why, why do we do that? Why do people do that? Yeah. And I think it's people don't currently understand the market. They're just, they're typing. I've... I have marketed myself from a search engine optimization point of view in a sort of generic way, video production. Mm. So I'm going to get that huge list. What's the learning in in that then? The the learning is just being able to filter very quickly. So I think it's okay to start broad, get people coming in, but we need to be efficient in the time that we spend with them. So it's... uh, because what some people don't know, right? They know that they want to tell a story, but they don't know the form. So they might get three steps in and say, okay, this is the style that we need mm. to go in. We want to do a stop motion or we want to do, you know, this short form doco. And sometimes they need speaking to someone like us to be able to work that out. Mm, the communication, understanding and interpreting what people are saying. Mm-hmm. I had someone send me something, say, oh, can we do this? The way they wrote it, the way it read was completely different to by the end I'd written back and formulated something yeah. and they're like oh no I just meant that but you said yeah, you wanted it thing. blue yeah. and <laughs> and this is red yeah yeah no it's interesting and I think that it's uh, that's why it's uh, interpreting feedback a lot of people say to me um, clients will say oh we need to put together a storyboard and I fucking hate storyboards yeah. because the problem with storyboards is they um, they don't always trans- – like if you're dealing with a client and you don't know how to read the storyboard properly, you don't really understand and you could be disappointed, especially if you're doing sort of short-form doc type stuff. Mm. Uh, you could either get hell-bent on a storyboard and matching every shot, which has its purpose within certain types of filmmaking. Yeah. But what I like to do is say, okay – Let's get a list of key messages. What are the key messages? What are the themes? Let's break them down into themes. So have themes. Within the themes, have key messages. Let's sort of build out a narrative. And then let's let's have a mood board around like you like these wide sort of establishing shots or you like these sort of macro-esque shots. And then when we're telling the story, we can use those that format to be able to inform what we mm. do rather than we need this establishing shot to look like this and we spend fucking half a day nailing that shot. Is it? Um, were storyboards originally created to, to translate in a visual um, style what the shot will be but also because it cost a fuckload to load the gunpowder into an old film camera? Yeah. I'm exaggerating but to... To use one take on a film camera, you needed to know exactly what yeah. it was going to be. Well, I mean, and this is why it's still the case, right? Like, it depends how many stakeholders you have. Mm. If you're doing a visual effects heavy shoot, you want a storyboard because you want the post-production team, the production team, the DOP, everyone mm. aligned so that we know, okay, we need them placed in this position. Yeah. We need... We want this sort of depth of field so that when they're doing the fucking tracking in post, they're going to be able to match it. Yeah. Or it's uh, if you're dealing with a crew of 70 people, the sound person needs to know whether it's a wide or a close-up because if it's a close-up, they might change their miking technique. If it's a super wide shot, they might decide to lapel mm. mic it. So there's all these considerations which with the style of filmmaking that I do personally, it doesn't 
require that because and that is the the opportunity the opportunity is in the the um uh, the fluidness so yeah. it's about but with that you need structure i don't think creativity has to be this thing that has no structure yeah. you need structure you need boundaries and people default to these things like storyboards my point is that it doesn't necessarily mean that that's the that's the way of doing it I guess an example would be, uh, you know, if you're trying to become a better runner, what you use as your um, as the metric or cycling, for instance, right? Like I could cycle for a hundred kilometers, but I have no elevation, right? Mm. Uh, but if and if the goal is from a fitness point of view, I'd be much better off doing fucking fifty k's. On a steep incline, then I then I would be to do a hundred k. So that's the thing where you can't just take this. You can't take one thing. So you can't take a storyboard and say that applies. Same way you can't take a distance and say, mm. "Fuck, what a huge ride that was a hundred k's." But you were fucking on beach road. Yeah, I caught up with a mate over the weekend, and he was saying works for a company. He's like the lead video production person, and he was saying that he he wants more storyboards. And what I'm actually hearing from what else he said is your thing about the stakeholders. Yeah. Because the format that he's doing is very much doco, run, gun, structure to the video, mm-hmm. but more they don't can't do recce's, they can't see the, the location to understand where they're going to be shooting, etc. And I think the thing, the reason you want storyboards is because there's so many people involved around him that are putting their fucking two cents into the video. Yeah. And... He doesn't know. And it's hard to go, look, we're going to come into this. We don't know. Like people yeah. are scared of that, well, right? Well, I mean, so yeah, if you want storyboards will create certainty. Yeah. And what it will do is from a stakeholder management, it's powerful because what it says is these these are the shots that we want to get. And so from a from a measurement point of view, you either tick the shot and have the shot or you don't have the shot. Mm. Um, and I think that that's why, and that's why scripts. So people in nonfiction will still say we need a script for this video. We're telling this personal story that someone wants to share, and they're like, okay, we need to get the script because we need to know that they're saying everything they need to say exactly the way they want yeah. to say. Yeah. However, what about if we said, what are the, the non-negotiables of this story? What as a, as a tire company who is uh, wanting to tell the story of a motorsports uh, enthusiast, what are the elements that you actually care about? So it's like I can drive in all types of weather. Okay, that's that's one key message, or that it's the it's a brand I trust uh, because uh, because of how long I've been I've been using this since I was a, a you know a young person you know mm. when I was eighteen my first car had these tires so then once you have those facts well once you've determined from the client these are the themes these are the key messages then you start to inform that with questions that are going to align with answers or that will provoke those types of answers so mm. those answers might be so the questions might be Tell us about the experience of your first car. What sort of... Tell us the details, right? Mm. And then if they don't fucking talk about the time... They're already knowing that they're doing this for a fucking tire company. The subject is normally smart enough to realize I'm going to make this and tell the story about the tires. If not, 
you can start asking questions around the first time you changed your tire or those types of mm-hmm. things or um, what's your favorite t- you're talking about sort of the different conditions what's the fa- the optimum weather or what's your favorite weather to race your car in mm. and then they can say fucking I love when it's been fucking a hot day and it's just got a bit uh, wet on the road it's created a bit of a slick exactly don't say that again <laughs> it's got a bit of a slick and we can just fucking fang it and we're drifting mm. and it's just like I, f- I feel like I'm in you know this this ideal situation so that's my point yeah. is it's the difference between saying hey we want you to say this thing which is I guess aligned with uh, big budgets actors that's why you pay, pay actors a lot of money yeah because they can say it like they really mean it yeah but they couldn't give a shit about tyres fucking oh hey just a quick one have yeah. you um, changed a tyre before never never no. I once no. fucking walked past a person poor girl I was with a friend of mine and I thought I'd be the man. Oh, fuck. Excuse me, do you need a hand? I was with a girl at the yeah. time and so I was looking like a fucking legend. Yeah. I'm so annoyed I committed because it took me so long. The fuck. car, like her equipment was fucked. The tyres were fucked. Oh, no. <laughs> Walk past. Yeah. I mean, the closest thing I would ever do is if someone had Wi-Fi issues at a cafe, I'd be like, mate, you need a hand? What's the... <laughs> Tried turning off and on again, but no, I uh, that's what RACV hey, is. For. Um, if you liked us talking about the film stuff, videos, what we do, it, we can. I've enjoyed that, yeah. but it's because I fucking do it for a living and I love it, yeah. and so do you. If you like it, let us know. We can do more of it. Hi at thedailytalkshow.com. Yeah, that's it. we we do like getting messages from people because it's we know that there's a lot of people listening, but we just want to also hear from you and also, uh, as an invitation, just email us and mm. tell us a little bit about you. Just in a few lines, like, what are you up to? What are you interested in? What do you do? When do you listen to us? Where do you get the value? Because, you know, the reason we make this is because we want to give value to you. And, and also, um, why? what do you like of our work? <laughs> it's relating exactly. back to your things. Yeah, you very, you very good. Yeah. Very good. All right. Um, just quickly, uh, just got an email from BMAC, message from BMAC. Yeah. Episode 54. I'm catching up. Best that Josh, uh, it's so good that Josh looked at the time and thought of me. Ha ha ha. Thanks, BMAC. Uh, Daily Talk Show, everyone. Remember, we are on all those podcasting apps and you can review us on iTunes and it is appreciated. Have a good one.